0: Section Twenty Four of Heimskringla by Snorri Sturlason, translated by George Pope Morris and Aricur Magnuson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Story of Olaf Tryggvason, Part Eight, Chapter Seventy One through Eighty, Chapter Seventy One of king olaf and the giles of odin so goeth the tale that as king olaf was feasting at Agvaldsnes, thither came on an eve an old man very wise of speech with a wide slouched hat and one eyed and that man had knowledge to tell of all lands now he gathered to talk with the king and the king deemed it good game of his talk and asked him of many matters but the guest answered clearly to all his questioning and the king sat long with him that evening the king asked if he wanted who ogwald had been after whom that stead and ness were named said the guest that ogwald was a king and a mighty warrior who did very great sacrifices to a certain cow and had her with him wheresoever he went and deemed it availed him well for his health to drink always of her milk now king Agbald fought with a king called Varan, and in that battle fell king Agbald and was laid in hal hard by the stead here and standing stones were set up in remembrance of him even those that yet stand hereby but in another place a little way hence was the cow laid in hal such things he told of and many other matters of kings and the tidings of old but when the night was far spent the bishop called to the king's mind that it was time to go to sleep and the king did after his words but when he was unclad and laid in his bed then sat the guest down on the footboard of his bed and talked yet a long while with the king and ever when one word was done deemed the king that he lacked another then spake the bishop to the king saying that it was time to sleep so the king did according to his word and the guest went out a little after the king awoke and asked after the guest and bade call him to him but nowhere might the guest be found but the next morning the king let call to him his cook and him who had the keeping of his drink and asked if any strange man had come to them they said that as they were getting ready the meat there came to them a certain man and said that wondrous ill flesh meat were they seething for the king's table and therewith he gave them two sides of neat both thick and fat and they seethe them with the other flesh meat then saith the king that all that victual shall be wasted saying that this will have been no man but odin rather he whom heathen men have long trowed in but said he in no wise shall odin beguile us chapter seventy two a thing in thrandheim king olaf drew together much people from the east country that summer and brought his host north away to thrandheim and stood up first to Nidarus. then he let wend the thing-bidding throughout all the firth and summoned a thing of eight folks at Frosta. but the bonders turned this thing-bidding into a war-arrow and drew together both thane and thrall from out all thrandheim so when the king came to the thing thither also was come the bonder host all armed now when the thing was established the king spake before his lieges and bade them take christening but when he had spoken a little while the bonders cried out at him bidding him hold his peace and saying that they will fall on him else and drive him away thus did we say they with hakon ethelstane's foster-son whenas he bade us such like bidding nor do we account thee of more worth than him so when king olaf saw the fierce mind of the bonders and withal how great an host they had not to be withstood then he turned his speech aside as being of one accord with the bonders and said thus i will that we make peace and good fellowship together even as we have done aforetime i will fare thither whereas ye have your greatest blood-offering and behold your worship there and then let us take counsel together concerning the worship which we shall have and be all of one accord thereover so whereas the king spake softly to the bonders their fierce mind was appeased and thereafter all the talk went hopefully and peacefully and at the last it was determined that the midsummer feast of offering should be holden in at Myr, and thither should come all lords and mighty bonders as the wont was and king olaf also should be there chapter seventy three of iron skeggi there was one skeggi a rich bonder who was called iron skeggi and dwelt at apal in jara skeggi was the first to speak against king olaf at the thing and above all the bonders did he speak against christ's faith but on the terms aforesaid came the thing to an end and the bonders fared home but the king to ladir chapter seventy four feast at ladir now king olaf laid his ships in the nid and thirty ships he had and a goodly host and great but the king himself was oftest at ladir with the company of his court but when it wore toward the time when, as the blood-offering should be at Myr, king olaf made a great feast at ladir and sent bidding in to strind and up into Galdale and west into orkdale and bade to him lords and other great bonders but when the feast was arrayed and the guests would come the first eve was the feast full fair and the cheer most glorious and men were very drunk and that night slept all men in peace there but on the morrow morn when the king was clad he let sing mass before him and when the mass was ended the king let blow up for a house thing and all his men went from the ships therewith and came to the thing but when the thing was established the king stood up and spake in these words a thing we held up at frosta and thereat i bade the bonders be christened and they bade me back again turn me to offering with them even as king hakon ethelstane's foster son did wherefore we accorded together to meet up at Mere and there make a great blood-offering but look ye if i turn me to offering with you then will i make the greatest blood-offering that is and will offer up men yea, and neither will i choose hereto thralls and evil-doers but rather will i choose gifts for the gods the noblest of men and hereto i name worm ligra of middle house stirkar of jimsar Car of gritting aspjorn thor bergson of varnas worm of leoxa haldar of skirting stithy other five he named withal the noblest that were and saith that these will he offer up for peace and the plenty of the year and biddeth fall on them forthwith but when the bonders saw that they lacked might to meet the king they craved peace and gave up the whole matter for the king's might to deal with so it was agreed on betwixt them that all the bonders who were there come should let themselves be christened and make oath to the king to hold the true faith and lay aside all blood-offering and all these men did the king keep for guests till they gave him hostage son or brother or other near kinsman chapter seventy five of a thing in throndheim now king olaf fared with all his host into throndheim but when he came up to myr thither were come all the lords of throndheim such as most withstood christening and these had with them all the mighty bonders who had aforetime upheld the sacrifices in that place great was the concourse of men even as was wont to be and after the manner of what had been aforetime at the Frosta thing so let the king cry the thing and thither went both sides all armed but when the thing was set up then spake the king and bade men christening then iron skeggi answered the king on behoof of the bonders and said they would know whit more than aforetime that the king should break down their laws on them we will, king, quoth he, that thou make offering here, as other kings have done before thee. At this his speaking made the bonders great stir, and said that even as Skeggi spake, would they have it all. Then answered the king, saying that he would fare into the godhouse with them, and look at the worship, whenas they made offering, the bonders were well pleased thereat, and either side fareth to the godhouse. Chapter 76 Thrandheim Christened so now king olaf went into the god-house and a certain few of his men with him and a certain few of the bonders but when the king came whereas the gods were there sat thor the most honoured of all the gods adorned with gold and silver then king olaf hove up the gold-wrought rod that he had in his hand and smote thor that he fell down from the stall and therewith ran forth all the king's men and tumbled down all the gods from their stalls but whilst the king was in the godhouse was iron skeggi slain without even at the very door and that deed did the king's men so when the king was come back to his folk he bade the bonders take one of two things either all be christened or else abide the brunt of battle with him but after the death of skeggi there was no leader among the folk of the bonders to raise up the banner against king Olaf. so was the choice taken of them to go to the king and obey his bidding then let king olaf christen all folk that were there and took hostages of the bonders that they would hold to their christening thereafter king olaf caused men of his wend over all parts of thrandheim and now spake no man against the faith of christ and so were all folk christened in the countryside of thrandheim chapter seventy seven the building of a town king olaf brought his host out to night and there let he raise up a house on the Nid bank, and so ordered it that there should be a cheaping stead, and gave men toffs there whereon to build them houses. But he himself let build the king's house up above Ship Crook. Thither let he flit in the autumn-tide all goods that were needed for winter abode, and there had he a full many men. Chapter 78 The Wedding of King Olaf now king olaf appointed a day of meeting with the kin of ironskegi and offered them atonement thereat and many noblemen had the answering thereof ironskegi had a daughter named gudrun and so it befell at last amid their peacemaking that king olaf should wed gudrun but the very first night they lay together so soon as the king was fallen asleep she drew a knife and would thrust him through but when the king was aware of it he took the knife from her and leaped up from the bed and went to his men and told them what had betid gudrun also took her raiment and all those men who had followed her thither and they went on their way and gudrun never came again into the same bed with king olaf chapter seventy nine the building of the crane that same autumn let king olaf build a great long ship on the beach of the nid a cutter was this and many smiths he had at the building of it but in the beginning of winter, when it was fully done, thirty benches of oars might be told in it. High in the stem it was, but nothing broad of beam. That ship the king called the Crane. After the slaying of Iron Skeggi, his body was brought out to Yrirar, and he lieth in Skeggi's howl by Eastert. Chapter eighty, Fangbrand fareth to Iceland. Now, when as Olaf Tryggvason had been king over Norway two winters, there was with him a Saxon priest named Fangbrand. Masterful was he, murderous, but a good clerk and a doughty man. Now, whereas he was so headstrong a man, the king would not have him with him, but sent him on this message, to wit, to fare out to Iceland and christen the land there. So a merchant ship was gotten for him, and the tale telleth about his journey that he made the east first of iceland swan firth the southmost to wit and the winter after abode with hall of the side so thangbrand preached christening in iceland and after his words hall let himself be christened and all his household and many other chieftains also notwithstanding many more there were who gainsaid him thornvald the guileful and winterlid the skald made a scurvy run about thangbrand but he slew them both thangbrand abode three winters in iceland and was the bane of three men or ever he departed thence in a the story of olaf tryggvason part eight chapter seventy one through eighty